hopefully. Let's see. All right. So let's see if the if the notifications coming through. These folks operate. All right. Okay. Yep, they're delaying it. I know they said yesterday, oh, this fucking had a nice little thing yesterday. You know? Let's get them. Yeah. Yep. Look, and I, I sent the, the message into the chat. Well, 12 seconds ago, it just popped up. This is crazy. They're delaying it. They're delaying it. Right. But anywho, honor, honor to everyone that is watching. Honor to everyone that is joining. Honor to you all. I say peace, love, light, and welcome. Uh, welcome to Shatabi Ahuakan Media, formerly known as Darkman X TV. We are Ahuakan Americans and descendants of the original people of the Americas. Uh, and we bid you, we say welcome. Welcome to the channel. Welcome to the platform. We say honor, honor to you all and welcome. Uh, to everyone on the panel, if you guys want to introduce yourself, starting with Kappa, Arawak, Lakono, and then we'll come to you, um, Sister Malki and Brother Alex. All right. Peace. Peace to everybody on the panel. Peace to Dr. X. As always, peace to everybody that's in the chat and peace to everybody that's also on the playback. I'm Copper Hotstep. Um, I'm part of the ICCC, um, of which Lakono Empire is a part, of which also American Arawaks is a part. Um, yeah, there's there's many others out there. We all thought we also even have uh, an Empress group as well within that group. Um, they get active as well from time to time. They do some very good builds. But just to say much appreciation, you know, to all the support that we've managed to gather thus far, and even the new support that we even get now still on a daily and weekly basis. So we just want to pay respect to all the people that have done that. So. Peace and shout out to all of you. Greetings, greetings, one and all. Uh, as you know, the plat uh, I, you know, I, I'm on this platform known as American Arawaks. I just do my best to present you um, help him information that could help you in real life, real time tangible stuff um i'm also a huacan american descended from the original people from more so the island of jamaica you know that you know it as jamaica in corporate terms um i'm associated with my my people um those who are on this panel including included um and we are we say we share the same common ancestry which is more so from the island Jamaica. so more everybody on this panel shares the common ancestry um 
from the original people of the island known as Jamaica, as you know, Jamaica. And we are still here, we are alive, we didn't die out. Um, it's still the culture, the culture is still intact. Um, even though it's kind of watered down a little bit, but you know, we're doing our best to really um, rejuvenate the culture, bring it back to life, um, you know, encourage the, the people, the especially the people of the islands, Indians, the, the, the West Indians, that, you know, they should love who they are, accept who they are and don't let nobody deter them from doing anything or being greater than, you know, anyone out there if they choose to. It's, it's not a competition, but, you know, they want to be greater in their capacity. They can. We encourage it. Um, and also for the mainland as well, we strongly, um, we, have, we have roots in the mainland, whether north or south, and we embrace it. We strongly embrace all our ancestry. We are not colorist. We don't, we don't take sides um, as far as um, who's lighter and who's darker. We're not, we're not with that nonsense. And also, you know, we are not politically affiliated. We try not to be. However, we are diplomatic. And we, you know, we, only, we, we are only here with clean hands, um, non-belligerent, and we just want to tell our story like everybody else who's telling their story. So we are here telling our story and hopefully you guys will have respect and the honor that we have for you guys out there, all different cultures. And that's, that's, that's just my take for now. Yes, pick everybody, risings, grand risings, or grand noon, or, you know, grand night. <laughs> yeah, it's Lakota Empire. Um, also known as Chief Inca, so everybody calls me, you know. It was the clan that gave me that, you understand? I see that gave me that, that title, is it? Um, yeah, so, you know, it's always a pleasure to be on the, on the platform with fellow West Indians, you know, wild Indians, the wild, wild West, Indians, <laughs> unruly, anti-in, you know? Trust me. Yeah, so it's always a pleasure, man. Dark minutes, pick up yourself, everybody in the chat, pick up themselves. On your playback as well, pick up yourself. All the site listeners, pick up yourself. Is it? Yeah, that's it. There. But yeah, man, I mean, it's time for our people to start, you know, the ones that do need to start making moves. What do I mean by that? I mean, you know, writing our stuff for our people, whether it's books, whether it's music, whether it's uh, online, you know, series such as a, a, a TV series or, you know, a documentary or something like that. Time for me to start putting the thing and present it to our people for our people, is it? Like Phoebe, for you by us, is it? I'm a Indian, out of many one people. And we will. Brother Alex, Sister Malkia. Greetings, everybody. Greetings. Um, thanks for having me. I hope everyone out there is doing well. I hope everyone out here is in good health and spirits. Um, in, I am from the island of Shamaika, the archipelago of Shamaika, the West Indies. And we 
are descendants of the original people of the Americas and we are trying really hard to preserve our heritage and pass it on to our children to ensure that in the future generations, you know, we, we, we will still have this heritage that keeps us alive and keeps us together, you know. We are really about keeping our families together and, and, and building our families and developing our clans and our, our union. You know, we're, we're about just looking up after each other, taking care of each other, learning more about our history, our ancestry, our genealogy, and just making good movements, forward movements for the future. You know, so we of course would like to get to know all of our relatives out there everyone out there no matter how far along your journey you are at whether you're just beginning or a little ways ahead you know we we just want to get to know everybody that that's our relatives and journey together and develop together yeah. greetings greetings one and all and our love of respect to all who are hearing our voices today. Um, as I said before, my name is Alex. I'm from the island of Jamaica, right? also known as Jamaica, well, rightfully archipelago, because we're, we're a chain of islands which may not be widely known. And I am indeed a descendant of the original peoples of this island. I am from, um, maternally, I'm from a region that is called Waigata. Originally by our ancestors, um, known now called Saint Mary, right? And my paternal lineage um, was now known as Portland, right? Um, but originally the Rio Grande Valley, um, the, the, the headlands, the headwaters of the Rio Grande River, the largest river of the island. Um, and it is our mission as a set of people you hear having this discussion with you today is our mission to spread the word to one and all that the original the descendants of the original people are still here uh, they did not die out right? our ancestors were not wiped out uh, we, we are their inheritors by lineage bloodline and very jealously guard that lineage we formed an organization called the West Indian Tribal Society, affectionately known as WITS. And our, our aim and goal is to promote our culture and to inform and all those who may hear us or speak to us in any way, shape, or form that we are alive and well and to preserve the culture and the history of our people. Uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. Anything else, I suppose, will come up in the discussion. Okay. All right, so I say welcome, everyone. Welcome to you all. Um, I did see a, I saw a comment in the chat. Uh, okay, look like Hop already answered it. Uh, um, Mechadon, is it Mechadon? I said that you're um, Dominican and Haitian. Um, all right, so. If you well, if one of your parentage is um uh, uh Haitian heritage, the Haitians are the rightful um Arawak and or indigenous people of the land. So you have Arawakan ancestry. Um 
the Dominicans as also like yourself, there's Dominican people, like how you are um, mixed with Haitian and Dominican that are also a um, mixture of Haitian and the Castilians that came to that land. So, you know, it's your heritage. I'm, I don't want to tell you your heritage, but chances are, if you do your genealogy, you'll see that um, the folks of Haiti has always been there and that uh, your heritage might go back up into Spain or um, or um, France. France, yeah. Yeah. Right? So, you know, it's just about doing this. Doing the genealogy on the um the, the 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 family names, which you will call the clan names, right? On um both sides of your line and all the other names that you come across while doing that genealogy, because you're gonna come across a lot of names connected um through blood lineage to your family, right? Um I tell folks, do not be ashamed of your heritage. Embrace it. If it wasn't for these these lines coming together, you wouldn't be here, right? So it, uh, it, it, even if your ancestors did certain, certain wrongs in the past, you're still here, you know? So don't be ashamed of your heritage when you talk of both sides of your lineage, talk with pride, okay? Because they're the reasons why you're here. Um, and yeah, just uh, if you're a stand-up, righteous, upright person, you know, and you're doing the right thing, then it doesn't matter if um, your ancestors did this three, four hundred years ago. If you are here now, correcting the wrongs and um, and making right, that's what matters, right? So yeah, um, for folks who are doing gene their genealogy, right, and you want to find out your ancestry, it's it's the, the the surnames, the clan names, those that what we call the family names, trace back through those. Right, uh, the churches have the records. What are the churches that was where your ancestors were? They have the records. Um, what are the, 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 who were the original record keepers? Find these things out and you find the trail to your, um, your ancestral lineage, all right? Um, and then you'll see where the documents are being tampered with. Right, because you could check, you could, you can go through the governmental archival records, and then there are also records that's also kept by the invading parties as well. And you'll be surprised the difference in the documentations, and you'll see who was tampering with the documents. All right, um, which is going to lead us back to why we are here. This live was supposed to be the indigenous is um is not black. Um, redo of the live that we did before, right? So let me just say this. We do not discriminate against anyone um, of any complexion, any tone, okay? As folks, folks who have been following this platform for years know that a lot of the information that I've even shared came from pale folk people, right? That I've shared with you guys and put out there to you guys came from pale folk people. And the information for a good portion of the part is on point, you know? So to discriminate against someone for their skin complexion, it, it will make you ignorant to information as it is being put out there. You're not going to want to hear it. You see what I'm saying? So we don't discriminate against anyone based on their skin complexion. We just defend on uh, what we know is true. And when someone or a group or any organizations out there is being deceitful, 
and trying to erase our existence and trying to create new terms, new terminology. You see when people create words like, well, what, what was it? Abro, abocentrism, that's what they call it? Abocentrism, what, 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 what is that? That's not even a word. Yeah. You know, they created that shit and let, let's, let's get hip to it. When they're saying abo, when they're saying abo in the way of how they're saying it, or when they're saying African um, features or African connected or African ancestry, they're saying monkey. That's literally what they're saying, right? They're saying monkey, okay? And they're doing their best to distance themselves from the abo uh, uh, um, people, right? Now, remember, abo goes back to aboriginal, aborigine. When you look up the original definition of American, it goes back to aborigine, okay? Now, melanated people all over the world all identify as something different. Not everyone wants to be called aboriginal or aborigine, okay? Like when people call, what you were saying earlier, um, Arawak, the, the Australians, they don't like to be considered to be aboriginals. They, they, they want to be called indigenous. Uh, I think it was that was uh, Alex was saying that, or uh, no, that but uh, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. Okay. okay. Those who are saying that Kappa are Lokono. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. So you see, so when these folks are saying Abo, right, they're using it in a disrespectful term. All right, and uh, I'm just we just putting it out there to all the Indians of the Americas, that when folks are referring to you as ABO, certain people from certain organizations, right? It's a disrespectful term. If you go back and you're tracing back through history, you'll see that your ancestors, who would be predominantly or who would be identified as darker of you people, whomever was doing the censuses at those times, just wrote them off as African. They asked them what they identified as, they just wrote them off as African, and that was it, right? And they lodged it in the records. But then now, say that ancestor migrated from somewhere else. And when you go to where the ancestor migrated from, they're not listed as African. So now, uh-oh, what's going on here? Uh-oh, you know, what, 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 is, what is happening here? Why, why is this record saying one thing and this record saying something else? But this record is saying, well, my great 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 grand uncle came in from um Kalamazoo, right? And he was identified as a dark skinned Kalamazooian, right? But now here they come into the Americas, they did the census, right? But they didn't ask him what they identified as on the census. Uh, when they was asking him the questions, they only asked him, Hey, what's your name? You gave them your name. What's your date of birth? You gave them your date of birth. Okay, and you live right here now. Yes, you live here now. They write that down. They walk off. Then when they walk off, they write, boom, African, because they saw that you're dark skinned on the census papers, and they lodge it in the system as African. Okay? Now, which brings me to the censuses that we are folks have been participating in over the years that will have black or African-American on it. They use that for you to check those boxes to erase you from the records of these lands, to displace you to an imaginary place called Africa. Africa is not even Africa. 
And if we, people dig into the history, you learn that Africa is not even Africa. There's one little land in what they now call in all of Africa that is Africa. One little small land, one land that they renamed today. Okay, to the cover up is real. And you have folks who will say, oh, we honor our African featured ancestors um, that was in the Americas. But here's the thing, folks from the Americas don't identify with being African. Those whom still have the ancestral lineage, those whom still identify with the ancestors, we don't identify as that. It's the people who are trying to replace us who are throwing that out there Oh yes, we we're not colorists, but we we identify with our we 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 identify with our African features. You see, you see, you see what they're doing there when they say African features. Mind you, the original people of the land and the descendants of the original people of the land who are dark of you, melanated people. We don't identify as Africans, so they're throwing that title on you because the darker you are. They throw the African title on you. And we know back in the Darwin days, the darker you are, they try to place you to be in relations to a goddamn monkey. So when they say Abo, African features, they're saying monkey. That's what they're saying. And they're colorists. They're trying to segregate from, um, from their darker view ancestors. The rewrite is real. If you, I remember when I had the other platform, I showed y'all pictures of them on the Mayan walls actually bleaching out some of the imagery. Okay. Um, Brother Alex, uh, I don't, the, the, the artifacts, not that, no, let's not start with that. Let's not start with that yet, right? Um, let us state, let us state our disclaimer and just put it out there to begin with. All right. Um, you may go first. And then Sister Melty and then right, the rest bro. of us. Yeah. All right, no problem. All right, so to be clear, there are a few things that we want to we want to address. Okay, because there is a growing movement. There are two growing movements online. You have a movement of people who have been identified as the so-called Aboriginal movement. Um, that movement seems to be a set of people who say that all of the dark-skinned people who are in the Americas now are indigenous to the Americas and um, they have no other origins. There is another movement of people who I would describe them as a more Hispanic people who are heavily mixed with uh, the Spaniards who were here. Um, very dominant in their features, you can see. And they have begun to say that they are, I'm not saying that they're not descended from the original peoples. Please let me be clear. But they are saying that they, they who have a certain type and feature are the people. Um, they identify as Taino. They are the authority and they know all of the protocols and this and that and thing. And anyone who has a darker skin complexion um, is automatically branded by them as being an abo in a particular group 
of people. Now, let me be very clear to everyone. All of us who are in this chat today, I can speak for very, very, very easily. And I will say this on the group's behalf. We are in neither of these groups. We are in neither of these movements, nor do we share enemies with them. We are well aware that many people came to the Americas during the time of colonization, active colonization. We are well aware that some people who are called African, those people are also very proud people who have their own identities, their own ethnic groups, their own languages, their own religions and way of doing things. And they are very proud. And some of them are very beautiful people. Their cultures are very wonderful and multifaceted. I don't know every African culture, but I can say this, the ones that I have seen are very interesting. And I think that this is great how well the African people have preserved their culture. And I think it's, if I were to envy anything in life, I would envy the, the power that they've managed to maintain as a separate people. A lot of them have been able to, to maintain their, their kingdoms, their chiefdoms, or whatever system of government. They've been able to maintain many millions and, and thousands of acres of land. A lot of that land is very rich with, with mineral wealth and water and animals of all kinds. They are a wonderful people. And a lot of them ended up over here. A lot people don't know. A lot of them ended up over here by choice. They, a lot of them decided to come. And some did not make that decision. Some were brought. And so is the same for the East Indian people. So is the same for the um, Chinese people. A lot, of, a lot of the, the British um, sent away many original East Indians and original Chinese people when they were, you know, invading Hong Kong and all of these places. They wanted to enter the land of these people, and so they sent them over here to work. A lot, a lot of Irish, original Irish, Celtic people were exiled to the Americas, right? And I myself have Celtic origins as well, right? I find that I am of both indigenous and Celtic extraction. I'm digging deeper to see if there's anything else, but that's overwhelmingly what I'm seeing in my genealogy at this point in time, okay? I can say this for certainty. We take no extremist views. We are not bigoted, we are not racial, and we are certainly not racist right we are certainly not racist okay we are people who have heard a certain thing growing up we are people i myself when i was being raised i was told that columbus came and saw our people here and saw us here that is what i heard from my household okay and people don't understand what the island they call no no call jamaica has been through Right, we've been through double colonization. The Spanish were here for hundreds of years. The British, I say that the British are still here. They have not left, right? Because there's still reference to crown lands and God save the queen when you go to court and all of those things were still under occupation, okay? And so we have 
been through a whole lot and a lot of our culture has been erased. And we are people who were told by our, our elders to cling to our history. And that is what we are doing. We make no apologies to anyone and we beg no friendships, no, no allies with anyone who doesn't see eye to eye with us. We are here to defend our West Indian people who have a shared issue of colonization. Okay, we are here to dispel myths, right? Because there are a lot of myths. It is painted as if only Africans were enslaved and that, you know, millions of Africans were brought here and ships rammed up in them like sardines. This is also quite false. No one could last for two months being defecated and urinated on by other people. Uh, food deprivation, water deprivation, and deprivation of space. Okay, that's nonsense, right? And during the summertime, we have what is known as hurricane season, right? The hurricane has always been a feature of our, of our landscape. And it makes the sea, it would have made the sea impassable for those wooden leaky ships that they had at the time, right? So many of our, many of the so-called slaves that we had in Jamaica were coming from the Americas as well, Central America and South America, and there is proof, okay? We can do our whole life just cutting out that proof, right? Um, the British, the Spanish did it before, and the British from the, they took over in 1655 until 1741 when an Indian, um, an Indian Freedom Act was passed, Indian Emancipation Act was passed, making all Indians free, right? And, and it was retroactive. So it, Indians were never seen in the law as being freed men or freed women who were seen to have always have been free Indians and their descendants, okay? So we're just like, we just like people to know that we are the descendants of those people and we're still here. And it doesn't matter what anybody is mixed with. If you're a descendant of someone, you just are. And that's it, end of story. Finally, I'd like to make it clear. Um, about a year ago, there was a, a newspaper article that was speaking about an individual uh, from the archipelago of Jamaica, known as Jamaica, who was um, installed as a cacique, as our people called our chief, right? Um, that individual in the article in, in one of our daily newspapers, he was portrayed as being the chief of Jamaica, Jamaica's first so-called Taino chief in 500 years. I'd just like to make it very clear to everyone that that individual is only the chief over those who consent to his, his rulership or leadership or I don't know how they structure their affairs, um, but he is only chief over those who are a part of his Yukayeke or um, village. Yukayeke uh, means place that one eats yuka or cassava, right? Because our people, our culture um, hinged very heavily on the ground product, the ground food called cassava. And to this day, this, uh, this chain of islands, now called Jamaica, may be the only place 
or you can go into a supermarket no matter how upscale and find the famous cassava or as we call it more colloquially bami right where you can find that packaged in a commercial way that one can just go and buy right? it's still a, it's still very very much a big part of our culture but i'd like to reiterate um there is no chief of jamaica there is no all island chief there never has been there's no paramount chief our, our land was separated into villages of different peoples, different clans or bloodlines, and each of them elected their leader based on their traditions. Okay, so we are a part of the West Indian Tribal Society, and and that's it. Sister Malpia. Are you hold on? Let's open this to there. Greetings, greetings, Brian. Um, well, I mean, Alex said a lot. As in regards to you know our identity and our heritage, that is something that you inherit from your parents and grandparents, your, your family, your kinship group. Um, it doesn't matter if. Well, it does matter, you know, because all of every piece of your ancestor matters. So if you are mixed, you know, it is encouraged that you embrace that heritage, but you are also free to identify with whichever part is it, it, it more resonates with you or whichever part you have the strongest connection with. Because I know that there are many people out there who they, they may have you know, one, one parent being from one ethnic group and another being from another ethnic group. You know, it, even in amongst indigenous American ethnic groups or indigenous American tribes, you often find that you have some people where a mom may be from one tribe and another may be from another tribe. And it, it, you find that most often, you know, that person may identify more with their mother's side if if they were raised in their mom's village or their father's side if they were raised in their dad's village so you know people usually identify with that which they have the most experience and connection with so you're not born you're not must and born to identify with all of your culture it would be great you know but people are free to identify um as it concerns people of mixed heritage it doesn't matter the color you know, whatever color, shape you are, you know, I, I don't know if we're discriminating based on shapes too, you know, but it doesn't matter what what, what it is that, that distinguishes you or make you unique. You know, if you are descended from someone, then you have the right to claim that heritage. It doesn't matter what you look like. And, you know, I, I am firmly against any type of discrimination whatsoever. You know, because heritage is is very important. Heritage is your inheritance. You know, as as the word suggests. Um, as it concerns, you know, there are lots of people that, that they like to they like power and they like to be in charge of things, and that's fine. You know, they're they're free to be in charge of their own thing. 
or whatever it is that they're involved in, but human beings have the right and the freedom to associate with that, with, with whatever they want to associate with. So I am firmly against people who would like to, or people who are trying to usurp authority over other people. You know, I, I, I think those are dangerous lines that when you cross them, it's a super slope to tyranny. So, you know, I, I think that we should really, really distance ourselves from those ways of thinking. So as it concerns you, I just want to let everybody know there that, you know, when you're learning about your heritage and when you're, for some of us out there who may be trying to, you know, strengthen their, their, their kinship groups and, and their structures and their organizations, you know, always bear in mind that, you know, our people were always firm believers in freedom and we were always opposed to oppression. So I just encourage everybody out there, just distance yourself from oppression and oppressive views and oppressive perspectives and ideologies. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Cap step. What say you? Um, yeah, actually, when I was, um, yeah, when when I was uh, not really as astute with things as I am now, like if we gone back to like 2017, like, I literally didn't know none of the stuff that I speak about now, and 2017 wasn't that long ago, so. <laughs> You know, back then, my knowledge of things was pretty much in line with, you know, um, what would be considered a mainstream or academically accepted perspective, you know, when it comes to terms like colours and colours are people and things like this. And uh, it's a really um, scarily dangerous thing because uh, I think everybody can probably relate to uh, being young um, being in kindergarten or you know we call it nursery uh, you draw pictures of yourself right you draw a self-portrait of yourself and you draw a picture of mom dad uh, siblings or whatever and if we're going to be completely honest i don't think anybody ever used a black crayon to color in themselves and the picture of their mom and dad and their siblings maybe to color in your hair and your and your eyes you know your pupils but I mean, to actually color yourself in within the picture, I don't think anybody actually used the black crayon for that purpose to denote any type of skin tone. Do you see what I mean? And so um, it's that childlike um, knowledge of self that I think people need to really get back to because um, I don't know, it's a bit weird. It's kind of like a sinister thing where they kind of, they give you the blueprint from when you're very young you know, these are the colors, this is this, this is that. And then from that point onwards, you know, you end up in front of a television at home or in your friend's house or in an auntie's house or whatever. And then, you know, the information you're now receiving through that medium is completely conflicting to the pictures you were used to drawing as a child, you know, where everybody was a brown tone of skin, you know, as they're supposed to be. And so it really goes to show you that there is definitely, uh, something a system of some sort that's in place where they're really leaving it up to you to kind of navigate through your own kind of uh, how can i say intellectual capacity um for you to really substantiate where you fit in within this world you know 
Um, are you going to exercise self-determination? Um, are you going to come to your own conclusions? Or are you going to take everything back to uh, a crayon of some sort? Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, American Arawak? Yeah, um, as I was researching just now, as far as this thing that I call melanin that that they say that's that's what get the skin dark of you and all of that. My question is um isn't melanin found in the hair as well? Yeah. So am I to say that your hair complexion came from Africa? You know what I'm saying? So it's it's just it's just not making any sense as far as using that to denote where somebody come from because the very thing that made the skin dark and have a a a, 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 a dark of hue complexion is the very same thing that's found behind the eyes the iris the, you know that that pupil you know what i'm saying and the very same thing that's found in the hair um the hair that makes the hair get dark of you so what am i supposed to do separate the hair from your head and say okay if i see a so-called caucasian man should i separate the hair on his head that is that i have melanin or he's light of you he's light pale because he's, he's melanin deficient all it is is melanin deficiency that's all when you see a caucasian that's all that is it's a, it's, a, it's a mineral deficiency because melanin is a form of mineral. So am I, am I to say that this hair come from Africa and then him come from somewhere else? So you see the concept to say all people who are dark skin come from one place is total ludicrous. Because the very same thing that makes the skin dark it's not because it come from Africa and make your skin dark. It's a genetic, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a genetic sequence. It's our genetic coding. So does genetics only um, uh, genetics only confined to one area? Or is it, is, isn't genetics a planetary thing? Or is, is it, does it confine to one area? So when you start asking these basic questions, how how does one who go with a narrative answer all that the, all the questions I just asked? Should I separate the hair and the head and say the hair and the head because it's dark come from Africa, because it's a pigmentation from a genetic sequence? Does that genetic sequence confine to Africa only? Or is it worldwide? Because I'm pretty sure every, everywhere on the planet are people dark here. So, am I to say people with dark hair come from Africa? So, how, how much sense does it make? Scientifically, scientifically alone, it makes no sense. You know what I'm saying? And then, or to put it in a, in, in, in a, to put it in into a lecture or a, 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 a literature. That's when it becomes totally 
ludicrous. So all I'm saying is that people need to look more into the genealogy of where they're from versus um, picking up a book or watching Toby or watching Kunta Kinte and, 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 and you just accept a color that really hides who you are. When all you're really saying is that you don't want to do the research. So you're gonna you're you're gonna hold on tight to a, a red a, a color to identify yourself. Uh, um, so you're gonna disregard all the ancestors that came before you for, for uh, that puts you where you are right now for a color. That's what you're really doing. You're, you're trading your ancestry for a color. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm just saying that's just my concept of what I've discovered, you know, as far as looking at in what melanin is and all of that. So yeah. I see Steve already placed something about um, melanin is not on the periodic table of elements, but carbon is. Yes, that's absolutely right. But that's what I'm saying. Maybe the same thing that they're calling melanin is really carbon. So it's just another word for carbon, really. Because if this is the thing that makes your skin get this, this tone, this dark tone, then wouldn't you say that it would be coming, it, 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 it would be coming from a, some kind of source beyond this plane that is a, a genetic, um, some kind of intelligent source to, for, to get your skin protected? You know what I'm saying? protect your, your skin, protect your, your, your layer, your outer layer from radiation. Isn't that some kind of genius of, a, of some of the sort? If you think about it, you know, because I'm pretty sure that the people who are dark skin outnumber the people who are uh, so-called pale. Not, not, that's not a racial thing, and I'm just saying that's just, that's just the order. That's how it is worldwide. You know, so that's just my take on it. For now. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, um, growing up, I mean, there was no confusion for me um, what I was and who I was um, from my early age. Only when I went to school, that's when I learned about this black stuff. But even when Copper said, going back into the early years, I'm going to have to reflect, um, you know, going to primary school and nursery and these things. And you draw pictures. I never picked up a black, a, a black crayon, or a black pencil, you know, to draw my skin tone. It's always brown. It's always been brown, you know, for my face or for my parents. You know, parents is brown too. You know, only time I use black is for the face, for father's face here, and for the hair. That's it. You know, ten years ago, I never knew these type of stuff. Like to the context I'm talking of now, like what couple was saying. Yes, I knew certain things, but I didn't know how far it extended to regarding culture, history, identity, and these type of things. Yeah, I knew I was a West Indian, but I mean, school saying one thing, the grandparents saying the next thing, which, which uh, the narrative for your grandparents painted totally the opposite of what you've been told growing up in school. You see it. But I mean, this, this black thing don't make it, man. Because black is just a color, you know. It, it hides your, it, it hides your identity, it hides your nationality, it hides your culture. 
you know and everybody if, if if everybody came from africa that means surely everybody from both hemispheres will have the same culture as the people in that place they call africa which originally applied to tunisia people don't know you know it's a joke yeah yeah you know what kills me when you look all over the world right you have a specific set of people I'm not saying that it's all of them that put themselves everywhere that dark-skinned people are and want to reteach them about their history who are you these people has been there for thousands of years before you even came these people can't even tell you when your tribal ancestors migrated over to their lands and started living in the woods as a tribe as well. And you want to reteach these people on their history. You have folks in South Africa reteaching the Africans, who, people who, we, who are now being called Africans, about their history. That, that is not even from some of those regions, those areas. Hmm? You have people who have took over Germany and are now teaching the darker view Germans that they came from what they now call Africa, right? You have people in France doing the same thing. People in England doing the same thing. People in Spain doing the same thing. And here you go. The, the, the descendants of these people come here now into the Americas and every time they run into a darker view person, oh, you're from Africa. That's where you're from. And they're telling you where you're from as if they came out your mama's vagina with you. This is asinine. And you really have people sitting here believing these folks. And this is why when I did the live yesterday, I said your surname, that family name that you have, that a lot of people change. When you change that name, you are erasing an entire ancestry because these people could talk until all these sparks come out their mouth, all they want. Once you, there's thousands of places that has your genealogy by those names locked away. And I guarantee when you start digging through them, you're gonna see who was tampering with your records and who was working in the record offices at the time. <laughs> the same people with the Darwinism theory, with the same eugenics agenda, were some of the ones that was working in the recording offices. And when they saw that you were dark of tone, or they saw that your ancestors' documents said Negro on it, they automatically, when they're supposed to type up the information in the computer, they slapped African on the title, okay? Then you have their children running around creating tribes, right? And going all throughout the Americas trying to clean, trying to learn. Because I'll tell you what's going on. They go throughout the Americas and they ask you questions. They come to you and they ask you questions about your land that you are on. And they get a little bit of information and they store it. And they move on to the next town or the next um, village or country over. And they do the same thing. And they came throughout the Americas and they stored those information. Mind you, you, all, you didn't even give them the real keys, right? Because 
I'm pretty sure every tribe that they came across did not give them the real keys. Okay, they only gave them the surface shit, and but that was good enough for them to run with. Now they come down into the North Americas and they've done the same thing. Now they're in the Isles of the North Americas, which we call the West Indies or the Caribbean, right? And they're doing the same thing, but they only got surface information. And the very same people that they got this surface information from, they have the nerve then to re pro master, re rewrite back the information that they got from them. And they put all that information in one conglomerate and created a falsified fucking history. And when they did that, they now come and had the nerve to look at you and try to put the reverse uh, um, stereotype saying that you're discriminating against them because uh, 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 of their native um, features or because they are um, Amerindian. But what is an Amerindian? What is a Native American? What is an American Indian? Because if we want to be truthful, those weren't even terms that the original ancestors even identified as. And everyone knows the terms that their ancestors originally identified as. And at bottom line, it comes back down to the Incas, the Aztecs, and the Mayas, with whom they wrong, wrongfully called the Olmecs also as well, right? Now, when you it's interesting because when you get into the Olmecs, there's Olmec statues in, in the archipelago of Jamaica. So these people who are now coming to the, the, the uh, uh, Shamaica and trying to rewrite the history of the people are asking the folks on the land if they know where the pyramids are down there and still have the nerve to go tell them in their little group chats and stuff that because they're more of a darker skin, they come from Africa, but it's these Africans you're asking if they can show you where the fucking pyramids are. And then you have the nerve to sit here and try to write them out of history and are in their record office changing their um their their ethnic ethnicity to something else to this to, to separate them from the land. And they've done that all throughout the Americas, up and down the goddamn seaboard. And this is how they sold you into the fabricated story of millions. No Africans came over here on slave boats. I'm just going to say it. When they're saying African, they just came up with that terminology to take you away from the land. And they're just calling you a fucking monkey. Okay? That's what they're doing. Because they came and they saw a lot of darker you people here. All right? That's what it was. So when we say we are honoring our ancestry, we're honoring the original people of the Americas. In, all, in order to get a brown-skinned or a light-skinned person, their genealogy must trace back to a darker view complexion person. It has to. It is common science. So where do these people come from to say, well, even though we have African features, because our complexion is so fair, you know, we are mixed with Native American and Amerindian. What the what what are you talking about? That makes absolutely no sense. Only a racist and a bigot would say that to find every excuse to segregate from the darker view grandmother and grandfather. Okay. And you have a group out there that's building strong momentum, right? 
that is being that that look like now they be coming back by certain mainstream features out there. And I'm telling you guys, if you don't wake up, you're going to find yourself in some hardship of perils underneath the thumbs of these folks. Okay? If you don't speak up, a closed mouth don't get fed. You have folks out there that's making federal contracts. Okay? And these things. Have you read those federal contracts? Do you know what it is? You know when you sign a federal contract with the federal government, you know, damn, you sold your soul. That's what it is. And to the extent of how you want to go help your people, you can't even help them to that extent because the federal government has to review everything and okay everything that you want to do. So if they don't okay that shit, you can't do nothing. Okay? So this is why we say to the Indians of this Western Hemisphere, the Indians of the Americas, right? Matter of fact, no. To the descendants of the original people of the Americas, I don't care if you have half of the bloodline of the original people, three quarters, you goddamn it, if you have it, you have it. And that's why it's important to trace back that clan name, not the name that you just recently came up with. Because when you go and trace back that name that you just recently came up with, nothing is going to come up. So you have to keep that clan name. Don't get rid of it. If you want to add on your new name to it that you created, that's fine. Don't get rid of that clan name. That is your blood. That is your genetics. That is your genetic marker. Everything is in that name. So when you ask these ones that are running around trying to replace you, ask them, what are your, your clan name? Not some made up shit that they just decided to make up because they went and they tricked the folks in South America to give them some information and then give them a clan name. Let them give you the real clan name that was on that goddamn birth certificate. Okay? And then run that genealogy and see the bullshit. See everything come to light. See everything come to light. That's why we just we 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 here. We don't we don't. We're not playing the bullshit game. We, we're just gonna cut. We cut everything out. If you're gonna want to come at me, or you're gonna want to come at us, or you're gonna want to come at the peoples of the Americas, because their ancestors was dark skinned so you automatically want to throw them up into Africa. But if their ancestors was fair skinned oh, they're Amerindian. How racist is that? Hmm. We we here know for years that. You've been changing and highlighting the imagery on the walls. Hmm? Even the tribes in the in in the, the the rainforest will tell you they came here and saw these sculptures here. They came here and saw these pyramids. So obviously, if you're claiming those tribes, they didn't build none of that shit. And this came from their mouth. Even folks on the reservation would tell you that hey. You know, when we came here, we saw these things here. Hmm? And these are the $5 Indian ones we're talking about. We're not talking about the ones in the reservation with the original blood in them. Hmm? We're talking about the hippies that used to go on the reservations in the 70s and the, and the 80s and just stayed. We're talking about the Asians that was um, 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 kicked out of Asia and was sent here into the Americans that would tell you they saw all this shit that was already here already before the flood, 
the mud flood for the, before even that. Because we're not going to sit here and act like there wasn't another ancient set of people that was here. But the fact is, our ancestors was here before everybody else. That's just the facts. And we're not saying that, okay, we don't like you because, no. We have an issue because you're pushing a campaign to try to formulate contracts to ship our people into Africa. And look at the timing. This is why we warn you folks about the censuses, okay? This is why we warn you about them. They're dangerous, okay? They're very much so dangerous. And this is why we must wake up. We must wake up and stop letting people talk certain things and get away with it all the time. Because when they put out something out there publicly, when they put something out there publicly, okay, it is called, when you stay quiet, acquiescing. And you acquiesce, that means you agree to what they're saying, okay? And this is how quick you get your ancestry snuffed out and stolen from you. We hear the migration of the Irish, you know, during when Cromwell and them kicked out a lot of the melanated Irish out of Ireland and shipped them all throughout the Americas. All right. But when they came, <clears throat> when they came here, they came with their surnames. When they married, the females that were here or the females marry them, names were exchanged. So you inherited that name, okay? So not only do you still have your um, original American name, you have the name of your ancestors that, were, that came over from other land masses here. So run that genealogy. That's why we have no time to discriminate on someone because of goddamn skin complexion. It makes no sense to do so. Okay, when we can easily prove a lot with a hell of a lot of documents and a hell of a lot of hell of a lot of historical records. And the fact is, even with the series that Curry Mayer has done, the series that Lacono, Kappa, even American Arax have done, we shouldn't even still be sitting here talking about this shit now today. But when you have people with ill intentions, it doesn't matter what you show them because they understand the science that they keep saying it over and over and over and over enough and don't stop and keep going at it, they can change the outcome. All they need is to catch you slipping one time. And you're slipping. They're catching you slipping. Anyone, um, Brother Alex, Sister Malkia, you want to you chime in? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, sir. If you want to chime in. All right, yeah, what I really want to say to the people out there, you know, mm -hmm. is just be careful who you associate with, right? Be careful who you associate with. Be careful who you give your energy to. Because um, we see here, you have a lot of people that are asking, asking others to give away their individual identity to be a part of a bigger group. So what people need to understand is we as a collective here that you're hearing today have a big problem 
not just with those bigoted so-called natives or whoever who are saying that we are not Indian enough because of our complexion or whatever it is that they're saying, right? We also have a problem with the people who are saying <clears throat> that you hate yourself because you should be worshiping Africa. You know, you you should you should be you should change your name. For for example, that that's a big problem right now. Um, a lot of people are being instructed and have been being instructed for at least 20, 30 years now by a lot of extremist groups, right, to change their names. Now, let me advise the family here, very, very important, it's very important that no matter what, before you jump up and change your name, go and check out the origin of that name, okay? Go and check the, out that, that origin because you're going to find in a lot of cases that your people did not get that name from a slave master. You're, I'm not saying that there aren't people because I've seen in the records where you have people who are said, are said to be property of so-so and so and are given a name at baptism, right? Because they had some kind of other name. We don't know what name that was, okay? We don't know. But the records say so-so-and-so, property of so-so-and-so, baptize and name change. We don't know what that name was, so let's not assume the ethnicity of a person because of that. So I'm not saying that there aren't people out there who have had that situation, but I'm saying be, do your due diligence before you jump up and give away your inheritance, okay, before you give up your family's illustrious history, okay? As X said earlier, there are a lot of us who are descended from the original Gales who inhabited Ireland and Scotland, right? Now, what does that mean? Well, in 1655, when the British so-called invaded the island now called Jamaica, right, it was a good excuse for Oliver Cromwell, who was Lord Protector of, of Britain at the time when they had deposed the, the, the monarchy for a little while. He found it as a great excuse to get rid of those whose land he wanted and who didn't conform to what he was trying to, to, to create, which was a whitewashed Britain, which is what we see today. People need to be abreast of the fact that a lot of these names that we're calling colonial names and, 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 and names, slavery names that we got from slave masters, are names of the original Gales, right, who are also called Celts, Irish, Scottish, Welsh, you name it, right, Isle of Man, and so many others that we're just learning now, right, a, a, lot, of, a lot of these names are coming from those original Gaelic names. You have, people need to understand the Gales are different from the Indo-Europeans, who came during what is known what is known in history as the barbarian invasions. Right? People need to know the difference between the Anglo-Saxon and the original indigenous Gaelic people who have been being persecuted from the times of the Roman Empire. Okay? When you hear about the Roman invasion of Gaul, where is now called France, those people 
that got invaded and in some cases driven out of God, right? They are the same people who are in Ireland, who are in Scotland, right? Who are in many other places. And we're just starting to uncover that history. When I was growing up, my grandmother made me know that her paternal side was Irish, right? And her, her, her maternal side is what contains the indigenous aspect, okay? And even her maternal side, her mother, right, had Scottish ancestry as well, right? And these were, these were not white people. These were not pale people. I, I, have, I have pictures of my, of my ancestors going back a, a, a decent ways, right? Uh, my family members have done their genealogy, and we know for a great extent who we are, okay? And I am never giving up my name, whether for religious reasons or, or for whatever Afrocentric reasons. You need to do your research before you make a rash, rash decision, such as changing your name. And if you take on a different name because of something you identify with, I implore you to please keep your surname. Maintain your surname. Your given name is not the issue. If you don't like your given name, you can call yourself whatever you want to call yourself. But you see that surname? That surname is your inheritance. And in many cases, the colonists, they didn't want us to know what was ours. Okay, so all genealogical records were covered up. Right now, in this so-called corona COVID time, a brother from, from the listeners, right, who we've gotten very close to, asked us to do some research for him. And we had to do some for ourselves. And when we went into the, the, the capital of the island, what they call the island's capital, Kingston, no library, no archival um, institution, no place of learning was open to the public. Yet still, they are now in the process of restarting dances and parties and all of that. That it's okay to go and do that and party and drink and, and, and get drunk and waste time, but we who want to know ourselves, we don't have any access to the records because we did close them due, due to COVID, as they say. This is, this is real right now, people. We need to recognize that more than ever, it is important for us to take hold of who we are and to realize what our true history is. It's not like one time when the books were hidden. A lot of them have been digitized and you can the time that you spend arguing with lunatics online, you can actually do a lot of your genealogy online. The, the Mormons, otherwise known as the Church of Latter-day Saints, they have a whole lot of genealogical records. They have a website called Genie, G-E-N-I, and I can tell you, that even for our island, which may seem as if there are no records, oh, they have records going back to the 1600s on that website. Yep. Right? So we, we now really need to get serious about who we are. We need to take charge. We need to be interested. Don't allow somebody who didn't know your parents, didn't know your grandparents or anything, 
tell you who you are based on how you look. That's folly. Right? Be proud of who you are. Be proud of who you look. Because how you look. Because you look like your ancestors. And it's just a matter of time. If you're diligent and serious, you will find out who those ancestors were. And that's my advice to the people listening. Get serious about who you are, your identity. Mm. That's real talk, man. That's real talk. You see, we don't have time to waste and play games with certain ones out there. You know, in life, you're going to have people, you're going to have a section of people that just wants to create chaos, destruction, right? And say they get what they want. It's obvious that they don't even know how to keep it, Okay because they'll always need you around to build on top of it because of genetically of whom you are, of what you um, reserve with inside of you, all right? Especially that creativeness. And this is why they try, they not try, this is why they track down those whom are descendants of certain lineages in the world, okay? And this is what people have to understand. And this is what's going on now today. You see, our brother mentioned that you can't get into the learning um, buildings, right? The libraries are closed. Yes, they've closed the libraries. The Library of Congress right now is still closed today. You can't get into it. It's a reset. There, and this is why I say there's a big census coming up. And this, whatever happens in the islands, they push towards the mainland and I and I want y'all to wake up and understand to how connected you guys are how connected we are certain things that they push in the islands drastically affects the mainland and certain things that they push in the mainland drastically affects the islands okay because of the reset and because a lot of island folks who are still in the mountains of the islands who are predominantly negro people still holds to the ancestry and they are still alive they are still here these people need to create a major distraction to destroy the records in front of your face if they're opening up bars restaurants party establishments but the libraries are not open the halls of records the archive records are not are not open and those are supposed to be essential places with essential workers that's supposed to be open, might I add, it's unconstitutional and illegal and against the law. They're doctoring your the electronic records. And this is why it's important that when you do your genealogy, you ask for a printout of the microfilm and ask that it be mailed to you and that you get actual copies of the microfilm. Then you go look at the electronic record that they have that they typed in and you're going to see where changes have been made because they need to prepare you for that census that's coming to the West Indies, to the Caribbean, that they added African on that shit and probably Taino, okay, on there, all right? Now, here you are being brainwashed. And the, and the thing is, some of, our, some of our people are part to blame because you took the government contract you sold out. 
Now, people say, no, we're taking a government contract. This is selling out. Yes, it is. Because there's stipulations when you sign that goddamn contract. There's, there's crazy stipulations to that. And the level to how you want to help your people, you can't do it because of your because now you're contractually bound. That means you're going to do the dirty work of the oppressor when the oppressor needs to push an agenda or else we're going to cut your funding. We're going to unrecognize you because you gave them that power. Okay? When Edward Stiaga was in Keeper of the Records, a Shamaica, what they call in corporate terms, Jamaica, it's a lot of records got destroyed. I'm not asking anyone. I'm telling you. All right? When you put certain people here on the mainland in charge of your records, the very same people that will look you in your face and call you nigger darky, right? Or the very same Pan-Africans that's pushing Africa, Africa all day, they feelings get hurt when they see those fucking documentations. And when they're the ones that has to retype it back in the computer, they alter that shit because they're in their feelings. Okay? We need you guys to wake up. You need to check yeah. on your genealogical records. You need to check. When you check on the records, you're checking on your ancestors. We need you to do these things. Okay? For some reason, people are so closed off from actually wanting to do some type of footwork. And it's sad because the oppressors are doing a hell of a lot of footwork to rip you apart. And that's a fact. But yeah, go ahead. I cannot believe that, I mean, it's 2020, and I had hoped that we had left racism in the 50s. You know, I I, I don't see this, I don't see why in the modern, in modern days we, we, we should still be having issues of racism, you know. Um, I, and I, I think it's also a sick part, a, a sick, you know, mentality on the part of the racist, especially when they try to reinforce, you know, further traumatization and, and, and basically they try to give indigenous people PTSD, you know, when you, you tell people that the reason why, you know, they, they have their names is because they, their ancestors were raped or, you know, all, all kinds of horror stories. Now, I'm not saying that you know, people weren't raped. I mean, even today, you know, I, I'm sure the, the, the people who work for sexual offenses in various police stations will tell you that rape is a thing that, that, that occurs daily. You know, so I'm not denying that that doesn't happen. But to be telling people who you don't know, people who you have no idea of their ancestry that the reason why they got their name is because their ancestors were raped and, and, and they have slave names, you know. And I think people need to, to distance ourselves from, from such racist ways of thinking. You know, we, we need to just completely distance ourselves from that line of thought. And each person needs to just look into their ancestry and their genealogy. You know, I, I do believe that the colonizers are trying to divide us based on the various things that distinguish us. You know, who, the ways in which we are different, it's, it's what makes us able to appreciate one another. You know, it's what makes us, it's what makes each other unique. It, it, it's what makes us 
you know, have a unique experience and a unique contribution to share with each other when we do come together, you know. But somehow the colonizers are using these differences to divide us and tear us apart, you know. Um, I know that there are a lot of indigenous Americans, American Indian people, people of indigenous Amerindian descent. Um, I know a lot of them that they may have mixed ancestry and you know their their ancestor maybe their mom may have took a lighter complexion individual or maybe their dad took a lighter complexion individual and as a result they may be a bit more fair skinned but does that invalidate their ancestry that if, if they do have an indigenous ancestor does that inv invalidate their ancestry what makes them indigenous enough to have a conversation? What makes them indigenous enough to identify with the ancestry of their parents or their grandparents? You know, there are some people who they may be mixed with an ancestor from a different place. Maybe they, they have Scottish ancestry or, or African ancestry or Australian ancestry. Chinese ancestry. I, I know people that are mixed with Asian and indigenous or Asian and European. People come together, right? People from different, different places, they always come together because we're all human, right? Exogamy is something that has been practiced for a really, really long time. You know, in the ancient days, that was how you know, different tribes will come together. You know, you you, you, you marry some, somebody, maybe the daughter of a chief, may marry the son of another chief, right? That's how alliances were made. Yes. And exactly, and as Alex just said, that's how wars were ended, you know, to avoid war. So I, I don't understand what is this aversion to peaceful ways of, of coming together, you know, marriage and, and love and, and alliance, I, I don't understand why there is such hate surrounding it. And this is also what causes a lot of people to, to really want to separate themselves from their own heritage because of the hate that's, that, that, that's surrounding it. I mean, even now you have them trying to demonize certain words that our people identify with. Back in the day, you know, the word Indian was demonized. You know, even, even today, you have people of, of my parents' generation and my grandparents' generation that in that time, the word Indian was being demonized. You know, the word Indian was, was being used to, to, was being associated with savages or lazy people or stupid people, bush people, you know, all types of, of slurs that, that were being directed at our people that caused a lot of harm and, and injury. And even now, the word abo is being used to, to, to injure our people and, and, and to disrespect our people. I know that even in Australia, the word abo is a big, big, big derogatory slur that's, that's used to disrespect the, the, the indigenous people of, of Australia, right? And even though it's, it's, it's being directed at us here in the Americas and, you know, we sticks and stones, Right, they always say sticks and stones, but you know, sometimes words do hurt. You know, some when, when you say things to hurt other people, and you know, people know that, that their words affect other people when they use it, you know. And
and I just want to encourage on one another. Just just be respectful to each other. There's no there's no no reason to try to deliberately hurt somebody. There there's no reason to try to deliberately be offensive towards somebody. You know, anybody can claim their heritage. Everybody should claim their heritage. You know, it's who you are. It's what makes you unique. And when people try to use these derogatory slurs and these racist slurs to to try to hurt people and try to get people not to not want to identify as 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 with their heritage or not want to identify with their ancestors, that's that's a genocidal way of thinking because when people because of this negativity that's surrounding these words right they may not want to identify with something that 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 that's negative and you know they're using semantics to, to hurt us they're using words and semantics to, to hurt our people yeah that's true and some of our people fall for it because it's word spells. They, they, they will hit you with a verbal contract right there on the spot through a spell, and you don't even know that you're being hit with a spell and a contract at the same time, right? Like you have the Tainos going through the streets of Jamaica and they're saying to the people in the, on the, in the streets, the, 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 the vendors, hey, um, write, um, write the um, original, the, the people of the land or the Tainos, right? And the person's like, what? Uh, what? Well, we know the original people of the land were Arab. And then they say, no, no, right? They were Taino. And then even if you're saying, yeah, just to get rid of them, you, end, you ended up having a spiritual contract with them. That's what that is. These are spells being casted upon you. So what you did, you further empowered them even more, right? And when you go home and you tell the story to your elders, your elders is looking at you like, why would you, why would you say yes? Did we tell you that that's who we were? Did we tell you that that's who we are? Did we even tell you anything about anything named a Taino or anything about an African or anything about these things? Did we tell you these things? No. So why would you agree? Because they use psychology on you. Even if you don't want to agree, they got you to agree. And these were the things that people were trained in. They are trained what you call it Marxist. Just like the um the Black Lives Matter folks who are trained Marxist. They're trained in these things. And then they're sent out into the community. Okay. So, you know, we gotta wake up, man. Is there any information that anyone wanna share, um, screen share or anything like that? um i remember you saying about the the names and stuff like that and um alex as well you're speaking about the links back to europe um mm -hmm. i checked my emails and then i did manage to find something and then it kind of led me to a few other things so uh, i don't mind showing a few things for like 10 minutes or so 10 15 minutes all right let me know when you're ready um yeah i'll put it up right now okay all right so let me um set you up then Yeah. Uh, yeah, you should just, just yeah. pull up. You got, to, you got to up your set, right? Your screen? You restart the connection. The, the audio is becoming close with us, with us. All right. All right. Give me one second then. Oh, yeah. let me, let me, hit, let me screen, hit your screen share. Let me add you to your screen. 
All right. So uh, the, f the first thing that I had, um, this came from a subscriber that I have uh, called Purple Carnations. So shout out to Purple Carnations. She actually gave me this quite a while back. And um, I've been waiting for like the right time to kind of use it like, for the right type of topic. So I'm, I'm feeling like that would be now. So the book that she actually passed on to me is called, um, it's called uh, White People, Indians and Highlanders. And it's by Colin G. Uh, Calloway. So it was really the introductory part of the book that she drew my attention to. So I'm just going to read that part of the book. It's literally like the first three or so pages, and then I'll move on to something else. So um, this is to do with the Scottish Highlanders. This is the context of who they're speaking about. So they say that they were routinely described as wild, savage, barbarous, primitive, lawless, warlike, treacherous, vengeful, lazy, dirty, poor, superstitious, and always in need of instruction and improvement. They were the tribal peoples who inhabited the northern frontiers of Great Britain and the western frontiers of North America. They had more in common than the derogatory terms applied to them. A collection of voyages and travels published in London in 1745, the year of the last Jacobite rising, contained a frontispiece captioned description of the habits of most countries in the world. It depicted the dress of Chinese, Mughals, Persians, Turks, Tartars, Poles, Muscovites, Laplanders, Hungarians, Dutch, Spaniards, Hottentots, Negroes, Moors, and Mexicans. Scottish Highlanders, rather overdressed, shared the bottom of the page with Indians from Virginia and Florida. Some authors identify a mutual respect and deep affinity between Highlanders and Indians based on parallel warrior traditions, a clan-based societal, sorry, societal, so, sorry, social structure, and above all, a profound independence of spirit. Although this is overstated, there was something to it. According to an account from a gentleman lately arrived from New York, published in the Scots magazine and repeated elsewhere, when the Black Watch Regiment arrived in America at the start of the Seven Years' War, Indians reputedly flocked from all quarters to see them and from a surprising resemblance in the manner of their dress and the great uh, similitude of their language, the Indians concluded they were anciently one and the same people uh, and most cordially received them as brethren. So this is the image that they were just describing. That's the um, the frontispiece from a collection of voyages and travels from the curious and valuable library of the late Earl of Oxford, two volumes. So these people on the right, these would be um, your Highlanders from Scotland. Uh, John Campbell, Earl of London yeah. and Commander. Not to cut you there, yeah? Scroll yeah. back up to the picture a minute too. Let me yeah. show you something, yeah? Now, if you guys, I don't know if you guys can see me. You see the um the scepter here that the brother is holding, the the, the round top right here, the scepter. Yeah. So in the Highland tribes, they too carry these scepters also as well. Each tribe has their own scepter. Each each clan has their own scepter as well, right? So there's many similarities between the um the Americans and the Highlanders, right? Just to, just to point that out. Go ahead, yeah. bro. No, definitely, yeah. So um, it goes on to say, uh, John Campbell, Earl of London, and Commander-in-Chief of the British Forces in North America, said the Black Watch were more likely than any other troops to get along with Indians because 
the Indians have an opinion that they, the Black Watch, are a kind of Indians. General John Forbes referred to his Highland troops and his Cherokee allies as cousins. The Cherokee chief, uh, Okonostota, or Standing Turkey, was inducted into the St. Andrew's Club of Charlestown, South Carolina in 1773 and thereby became an honorary Scotsman. Uh, British Indian agent Alexander Cameron lived with the Cherokee so long that he had almost become one of themselves. Countless Scots lived in Indian country, had Indian families and in effect became Indians. 18th century Gaelic poems refer to Indians as uh, Coyotich, forest folk. A poem reputed to be the first Gaelic song composed in North America said, the sin and R N is that insanach sinatich, gulor. We've turned into Indian sure enough. Originally, you are Indian sure enough. The words of the song seem to have changed, or sorry, have been changed in the 19th century as Gales came to see parallels between their own disposition and that of native peoples in America. So by the 19th century in Western Canada, Eastern New York and the mountains of Tennessee and Montana, one could hear Cree, Mohawk, Cherokee and Salish spoken with Gaelic accents. In the 1860s, a visitor to Fort Pelly, a Hudson Bay Company post west of Lake uh, Winnipegos, sorry, Winnipegos's, her Scottish children, whose parents dressed them in their clan tartans every Sunday, acquiring a fluent use of Indian dialects in addition to their Scottish brogue, which is so thick one could cut it with a knife. Robert McDougall, who wrote An Emigrant's Guide to North America in Gaelic, believed he saw many similarities between Gales and Indians, particularly in language. The slow, soft, pleasant speech he heard among the Algonquins of Canada was, he thought, merely a branch of the Gaelic language, and he found words with similar words and meanings. The Algonquin word, Saganash, which means white man, and the Gaelic term, Sassanach, which means Englishman, for instance. Some observers even commented that Indians had a fondness for the bagpipes. So American historians who simply identify Highland Scots as British, or even in some cases English, miss significant cultural distinctions and historical experiences. In their relationships to the land and to one another, Highland Scots often had more in common with the Indians than with the English. Both were known for their attachment to their homeland, and they expressed it in similar ways. I grow out of this ground, said a man from Skye in the 1770s. Our ancestors came out of this very ground and their children have remained here ever since. Kanasatago, speaking for the Iroquois, told colonial delegates in 1744, the Highlanders' affections were more deeply rooted in the soil than any other people except mountaineers equally free, noted a report on emigration in 1803. So Highlanders and Indians alike inhabited storied landscapes and shared communal landholding practices. Even in the 20th century, some Highlanders retained an attachment to the land that was spiritual and emotional as well as economic. They read the landscape with an understanding born of intimacy across generations and preserved Gaelic place names imbued with mythical, factual, historical and personal meanings. They tell of personal experiences and of community events and activities, both in the past and in the present, and have a richness of meaning that goes far beyond the concern with simple reference to a spatial location or to a single event. 
In this way, place names bind the landscape with human imagination and experience and inform us about a multiplicity of close associations which thereby blend the human and natural worlds into one. So this was the this was the section she wanted me to take a look at. So um, again, that's um, the book is White People, Indians and Highlanders. And the author for this book was Colin G. Galloway. So Calloway. So you can actually get this on Google Books to preview on there. So once I read that, I was quite interested to like find out some more. So uh, I remember I had this saved as well from like uh, the back end of last year. Yeah. Um, this is a really this was a really good link because this then again took me to something else. So uh, this is T Miles. So what happened to the original Swarthy Black Britons? A ship called the Veteran. So yeah. this was dropped back December eleventh, twenty eighteen. So that, he that goes. Have some that site always have some some hidden gems and some good stuff on there. Yeah. Like yeah. They always got mm. some. They don't discriminate with the information. That's what I like about it. Right. Because, uh, yeah, it's just it literally by chance I just managed to stumble on this because he's done one or two other like posts as well, which have been quite good. So yeah. um, he starts off with the Aboriginal Britons, England, Wales, Scotland, were described by Tacticus or Tacitus, ancient Roman, a swarthy, short and curly head. So what happened to those original swarthy black Britons? In 449 AD, the northern Germanic invasion of Britain pushed the surviving British population west to Cornwall, Wales and Ireland and north to Scotland. In 1688 AD, the Stuart uh, King James II was replaced by Parliament with William III and Mary II. They produced no children and succession to the throne got complicated. The Irish and Scottish were later recruited by another Stuart cousin born in France known as Bonnie Prince Charlie to help him capture the British throne. This war was called the Jacobite Rebellion. When they lost that battle, many Scots and Irish were rounded up by the English and imprisoned and later deported to the Caribbean. A close inspection of these ships' logs describes these prisoners. For example, on the 5th of May, 1747, a ship called the Veteran, captured by John Rickey, left Liverpool, which is in England, with Irish and Scottish prisoners. So the ship's log describes a percentage of those prisoners as being brown-skinned, swarthy, or black. So the prisoner numbered 132 on the veteran list was said to be George Hum, a writer in the legal profession. He was age 30 from Edinburgh and described as a black man. From what I can tell, he was the most educated prisoner on the ship. Uh, prisoner 1519, Andrew Langer, numbered 86 on the veteran list, was described as a 40-year-old, dark-complexioned, 5-foot-6-inch-tall weaver from Dublin. Prisoner 3314, James Urquhart, numbered 78 on the veteran list, was described as an 18-year-old with a brown complexion and said to be a 5-foot-5-inch laborer from Aberdeen. If, if, if I can intervene real quick, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I want everyone to notice that you see how that ship's log, how they have everyone's name written down and their numbers, just like how in the prison system today, they have your name, your prison number that, that, that stays with you until it's time for you to leave prison. You see how on that log it's there. You think when they were at, if they were bringing Africans over here, you think they weren't logging them just like that? They were logging right. them. There's always a record. Mm -hmm. right, go ahead, bro. Yeah, because it's called the African slave trade, and so trade is commerce, so commerce has to go through books. Yes. 
So they go on to say prisoner 2602 was called James Nielsen and he was from Aberdeen and he was entered in as swarthy complexion, whereas prisoner 1138 Charles Grant from Abernethy was listed as brown-skinned. Prisoner Dunbar James from Moray was described as black. Uh, prisoner with veteran list number 96, Donald MacDonald from Edinburgh was described as swarthy. James Reed with veteran list number 122 was described as prisoner with dark visage. So also was prisoner 2797, George Reed from Banff, who was described as dark. There were several more dark skinned and swarthy Scottish and Irish prisoners on that ship. And a quick look through this list will quickly provide any researcher the correct perspective. These prisoners were originally captured on the 30th of December, 1745, and imprisoned in York Castle, Lincoln Castle, among other locations. The ship sailed near Antigua on the 28th of June, 1747. However, for reasons unspecified, the prisoners were taken by the Diamond Privateer Paul Marcel and released in Martinique on the 30th of June, 1747. And you see how we dropped a link here. So me being me, I clicked on the link. And then sure enough, it took me to the list of prisoners transported on the veteran. So if we go through some of these descriptions now, it's going to clearly show you that obviously if they're when they're talking about brown people and whatever, it must be you because they describe other people as being pale on the same list. So, it, you know, and they clearly describe the skin, the complexion and the hair as separate um, factors. So if we look at... For example, there was quite a few that were quite interesting. Um, just bear with me and I'll point them out to you as I go down. Uh, for example, see, look, just as an example, you have James Anderson from Rothschild, um, was a tailor, prisoner number 44, at Carlisle, Lancaster Castle. So you see he's aged 25 years, five foot. He's dark hair, but he's pale. So we know pale is the complexion, you know, it's not the hair, it's not anything else because if we go to just here to George Bain from Aberdeenshire, who was a labourer, he was prisoner number 83 on the veteran list. He was 25 years, he was five foot five, he had black hair and he was swarthy. So obviously swarthy is the opposite of pale. Well, yep. uh, there's still, there was quite a few that they, uh, they, they noted on here. Uh, let me go. You know, another thing I want to point out, if folks yeah. know, all of these prisoners, all of these folks that was being shipped out were all males, okay? They were all males. So that means if you can... Go ahead, Arawak, go ahead. No, I said I was about to say I could share something to prove it, to prove that there are most, a majority is male, a majority of them. Yeah, man, get it ready, get it ready, and I'll, 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 I'll put it up. But to, to point right. out obvious the, the basic science to what i said earlier yeah when folks want 